Welcome to the Teacher Blogs Podcast, a podcast for teachers who have more time to listen than to read. This is a podcast that amplifies the voices of education writers that are seen, read, but need to be heard. If you've written a blog post that you'd like me to consider featuring here, please message me at teacher underscore blogs on Twitter. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and I'm so glad that you're joining me on this episode. Let the learning begin. Today's blog post was written and read by Lynn Thomas. You can read it on the Teachers on Fire magazine on Medium or on Lynn's blog located at wordsgrow.com. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. Now, here is Lynn's blog post, I is for Imagine. I is for Imagine, a humble imitation of Margaret Atwood's reveries on a piece of bread. Imagine a classroom. You don't have to imagine it. You're in it right now. The colorful poster on the wall with the sparkly stars that says, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars, stares back at you as you sit in your bright, clean desk. You pull your notebook and pen out of your backpack as the teacher begins the lesson, which she projects on the smart board. You listen as you sip on the vanilla latte you bought on the way to school. You grab a computer tablet from the cart in the corner of the room to begin the activity that's been assigned. You could also use your own laptop, but you didn't charge it last night, so it's just easier to use the classroom tablet. It's not near as good as yours, but it'll do. You put on your earbuds in to listen to music while you work. Teacher said it really doesn't help me concentrate, but whatever. Imagine an armed conflict. Now imagine a classroom. Both of these things are real, but you're only in the same place as one of them. You're now sitting with 60 others in rough wooden benches. Others crowd in and are sitting on the floor. The sweat drips down your neck and back as you sit quietly listening to the teacher. You wish you could have a drink of water, but the well is a mile away. The corrugated steel walls block any breeze and the bare concrete floor is dusty and hot on your feet. The single light bulb hanging by a wire from the middle of the ceiling, when it works at all, casts odd shadows across the rickety slate chalkboard on wheels that the teacher is writing on. You'd like to write down the notes, but you used your last piece of paper last week and teacher says there won't be more supplies unless donations come from the UN. So you just try really hard to remember all she's saying by chanting it over and over again to yourself. You miss the school you used to go to with the desks and chairs, but it's gone now. This makeshift classroom might be gone by tomorrow. Who really knows? Imagine a small two-room hut in a rural village. You watch your brothers as they leave your hut to go to school. You wish you could go with them, but girls aren't allowed. Even if they were, your family can barely afford to get uniforms, books, and supplies for your brothers. So you stay home and do chores. Your father wants you to learn your household duties well because he's been busy making arrangements for your marriage. You're not sure what to think, but it's better than what happened to your friend. She got sold and was taken to the city to work there. And every now knows when that happens, you never come back. 
or even worse, you could end up like your neighbor who tried to go to school and had acid thrown in her face. She can never be married now. There once were two brothers who grew up in a little village. Upon entering adulthood, one brother left the village and struck out to make his way in the world. He sailed the seven seas and made his fortune, eventually settling down by a crystalline lake where he built a home of great beauty with the wealth he had amassed for his wife and children. His riches allowed him to send his children to the best schools and even hire tutors to aid his children when they so desired. The other brother remained in the little village, caring for his parents and toiling long days to eke out a living from the drought-ridden land. He also married and had a family, but he worried all the time for them because of the dangers and hardships they had to endure. He tried to ensure his children learned to read, but the school was a great distance away and they needed everyone to help at home or they would starve. One day, the poor brother wrote to his rich brother and asked for help, but the rich brother only scolded his poor brother that he should have left the village as he had. Then he wouldn't be in this mess. The next day, the rebels raided the village, burned the poor man's crops, and destroyed his home. They all tried to run, but the rebels kidnapped the children and mowed everyone else down. If I was saying true to Margaret Atwood's bread, I would tell you this is a fairy tale. I would then go on to write that I conjured the classrooms, but I haven't. This is all real. UNESCO estimates that there are 110 million children in developing countries not in school. In his article, 10 Barriers to Education Around the World, Phineas Ruckert states lack of funding, no teachers or untrained teachers, no classroom, lack of learning materials, exclusion of children with disabilities, being the wrong gender, conflict and war, distance, hunger and poor nutrition, and expense are the biggest factors keeping children from a basic education. He goes on to explain that increasing access to education can improve the overall health and longevity of a society, grow economies, and even combat climate change. Therefore, education is a key way for us all to move forward with many of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, adopted by all United Nations member states in 2015, provides a blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet. At its heart are the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, which are an urgent call for action by all countries, developed and developing, in a global partnership to end poverty, improve health and education, reduce inequality, and spur economic growth, all while tackling climate change and working to preserve our oceans and forests. Many of the poorest countries can't afford to finance their own education systems and rely on foreign aid to fill the gap. Unfortunately, there is still a $39 billion shortfall. In addition to funding problems, many countries struggle with not having enough trained teachers. The UN estimates show a need of 69 million new teachers to achieve universal primary and secondary education by 2030. Right now, in one out of three countries, less than 75% of teachers are trained to national standards. Case in point, primary schoolers in Mali have a 50-50 chance that their teacher is trained to teach. Even if the teacher has the appropriate training, often there is a lack of basic supplies. 
In Tanzania, for example, only 3.5% of all grade 6 pupils had sole use of a reading textbook. In Cameroon, there are 11 primary school students for every reading textbook and 13 for every math textbook in grade 2. More alarming is the fact that they may lack a classroom altogether. A lack of walls is not the only problem to create a viable learning environment. In Malawi, for example, there are an average of 130 children per classroom in grade one. It's not just a lack of classroom that's the problem, but also all the basic facilities you would expect a school to have, like running water and toilets. Colton Timmers, an awarded educator, lecturer, researcher, author and speaker, and project coordinator for the Kikuma Project and Innovation Lab Schools, recognized these problems. In relaying how he started the Kakuma project, he highlights an impactful Skype call with an outreach officer in the refugee camp that then prompted him to ship his personal laptop to them. This began his work to help increase the level of education in the camp by offering free Skype lessons to the refugee students. Timmers recruited other teachers to give lessons via Skype and also began a crowdfunding campaign that allowed him to ship a solar suitcase another 20 laptops, and bolster internet infrastructure in the camp. To date, there are 324 educators from 70 countries offering free ed education via Skype to the Kakuma refugee camp, which is based in Kenya and houses 200,000 refugees and 30 schools. Timmers' work did not end there though. He is currently working with Jane Goodall and other partners including Goodall's Roots and Shoots, Microsoft, Lego Education, Global Teacher Prize, Participate, Educans, Dyad and Patico, i3 Technology, PXL University of Applied Sciences, and Crosstrade OBL to bring learning to students in rural Africa and all over the world. The Innovation Lab Schools opened their first location in the Kakuma Refugee Camp in Kenya. The next stage includes development of more Innovation Lab Schools. To date, Schools have been opened in Pugu and Gombe, Tanzania, Chinchpunga, Congo, Rhino Refugee Camp, Uganda, Lagos, and uh, Nigeria, with more schools planned for Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Morocco, Bergado, Argentina, Chimp Eden Sanctuary, South Africa, and Australia. Timmers' work offers hope to the desperate situation of many, but armed conflict and natural disasters continue to destroy education systems for scores of children around the world. In fact, 250 million children are living in countries affected by conflicts. Around 61 million children are currently out of school because they live in conflict and disaster zones, with young girls 90% more likely to be out of secondary school in conflict areas than elsewhere, according to UNESCO. As if the conflict and other disasters weren't enough to hamper the educational prospects of children, there are still many countries where gender decides your educational fate. There are well over 20 prominent nations which continue to discriminate against females by preventing them from learning. In these countries, gender inequality in education not only stifles the development of women, but also their sense of self-worth. A staggering 60% of the children not in classrooms right now are girls. 
The plights recounted in the earlier paragraphs of this blog echo real situations that young girls have to face every day. In Nepal, for example, many young women are sold into bonded servitude. In Chad, a country that boasts the highest rate of underage marriages in the world, education is not a priority for girls. Nine out of ten women in Afghanistan are illiterate and face death threats and acid attacks for going to school, make it one, making it one of the most difficult places in the world to be a girl. A close second would likely be Pakistan, infamous now for the Taliban attack on Malala Yousafzai, who was shot in the head for pursuing her right to learn. Imagine a classroom. You don't have to imagine it. You're in it right now. The colorful on the poster, the colorful poster on the wall with the sparkly stars that says, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land upon, among the stars, stares back at you as you sit in your bright, clean desks. It's telling you something. It's telling you that you can shoot for the stars by working to make a difference in education across the world. You can support effort like Kuhn's or the many others going on as we speak. CAMFED, UNICEF, UNESCO, Global Partnership for Education, and Save the Children, to name just a few. Get actively involved. For example, Neen Vain, a former student of Timmers and avid supporter of the Innovation Lab Schools, climbed for Kakuma, where she rode the Canabalette, a ride of 131 kilometers with four climbs, including two of Mount Ventoux. There are no limits to what you can do, and along the way, you'll be able to imagine better scenarios for learning and appreciate yours all the more. You just heard I is for Imagine, a post written and read by Lynn Thomas. You'll find this article on Lynn's blog, located at wordsgrow.com, and on the Teachers on Fire magazine on medium.com. If you're listening to this podcast on a mobile app, you should find a direct link in the show notes. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. If you enjoyed the content you heard in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at Teacher underscore blogs. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, thanking you for joining me today and hoping you'll be back for more right here on the Teacher Blogs podcast.